0: Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Had to think a second. Like, what's the matter with me today? Hope everybody's doing well today and having a. Uh, hope you woke up in a cheerful mood and ready to hit the day running. I want to wish my dad a very happy birthday today It's january 9th 1954 my father was born a great man uh, loved dearly and he's never shown any difference between at the pulpit and at home he's always tried to reflect jesus christ and of course he's not perfect uh, but uh, hey who is but uh he is uh always been my hero and someone i've always looked up to so i hope he has a very very happy birthday today and uh bundle up for going outside it is colder and whiz out there so be sure and bundle up and uh, start your car, let it run a little bit. I can't believe that they said Saturday may be up in the 70s. That's hard to imagine, but uh, hey, I, w- I welcome it. I wish it stayed in the 70s and 80s year-round. That would be tickle me to death. Hate cold with a passion, so. But uh, so, hey, might give you something to look forward to this weekend to get out and exercise and run around, and do some stuff that you've been wanting to do, and uh, take care of business. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word this morning. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. So let me just just a second here to pull this up. Let me hold on here. Got so much stuff to bring up, take down, pull up, all that good stuff. Hold on here. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Matthew 11, 20 through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, it is a wonderful and beautiful passage of Scripture. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it is um, something as Christians that we can uh, truly appreciate and uh, know that we can run to God no matter what our problems are, that Christ is going to be there to comfort us, to love us, to encourage us, to help us endure. I mean, look out throughout God's word and scripture. It, what is it constantly talking about? Being victorious, being winners, being more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, that if God is for us, who can be against us? What can man do to me? I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me time and again. All we see throughout Scripture is encouragement and overcoming those things in the world that the old devil uh, would love to, to tear you down and tear you up over. And you know, it's a great thing for those who are not saved that they know that they can come to Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. There's nothing so bad and so heinous that it cannot be forgiven. You know, it's a sad state of affairs that I've sp- spoken to people, and uh, they think that uh, because of the sins that they have committed in the past, that they they, they said, I've heard people in, in a tongue-in-cheek way say, well, the walls would cave in if I walked through the front doors. Man, that's that's a horrible way to look at it. God wants you there. He wants you just as you are, and he wants to take those burdens. He wants to take that that feeling of guilt, that feeling of conviction. He He wants all that, he wants all your burdens, all your worries, all those things, he wants that. And he wants you to come to know him. And you know, if you're someone out there who have not given your life over to Jesus Christ, Realize you can only find true freedom through Christ alone. You're not going to find it at the bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find it in opioids. You're not going to find it in any other recreational drug. The only way you're going to get true peace and happiness is through Jesus Christ alone. And for those of us who are saved, there's where our faith lies. There's where our hope is at. There's where we keep our eyes focused is on Jesus Christ. Sometimes we get burdened down with the things of the world, but we know that we can run to Jesus Christ, our Savior, just as my kids, if they were in trouble, they know they run to daddy he's going to take care of them how much more does our heavenly father love us that we can run to him uh when we are struggling when we are uh, burdened down knowing that christ is going to take care of that burden all we have to do is trust in him and know that he's got our best interest at heart he's going to take care of us verse 29 says take my yoke upon you and learn me for i am meek and lonely in heart, he shall have rest to your souls. Jesus Christ in the most, came in the most humble way. He left the glories of heaven, the richness of heaven, to be born in a lonely manger. He could have been born into a, a king's castle and uh, lived lavishly, but he came in all humility. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to come to him in all humility, meekness, and be lonely in heart to to truly humble ourselves before Christ Jesus each and every day. That's what we do when we go to God in prayer and we do our daily devotions. We're humbling ourselves before God showing and demonstrating who is in charge of our life, that we have great faith and trust in that's going to take care of us and help us through any situation. And when you're going to church, you know, so many people make excuses why uh, they don't attend church. We need that. You know, it's sad to see so many churches shutting down because of lack of attendance, uh, because so many people are not willing to uh, show that, God is first in their lives, and that uh, you know they don't understand that we need that fellowship. I think that's one thing that's hurt us with social media. You know that the church was the the hub of the community, and that's where we come together a lot of times to reconnect with our church family and friends. But then social media has kind of robbed us of that, and uh, we need to be careful and that we are not neglecting our assembling of ourselves together with like-minded believers. If we're coming together, we're worshiping, and uh, and and, and uh, spending that time of fellowship with like-minded believers. We need that. It's imperative in our spiritual growth and walk because stone sharpens stones, we build each other up. So it's important that we're there or at church. And I've heard people say, well, I have talk to the big man at home. You know, it's not the same thing. Yes, you can pray to God wherever you're at. You can have a relationship with Christ no matter where you're at, but it's important that you are in church, and that you are learning, and that you are growing. I invite everybody out to our church, but you have to go where you're or you're getting something out of it, and, um, and and so don't neglect that, so that's one thing, we need to go to God in all humility, just as Christ came to this earth in a humble and meek way, we ourselves need to be lowly at heart, and go before him in a, in a humble way, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light, at verse 30, you know, there's a reason why he put that in there, why Jesus said that, because Uh, The Pharisees uh, thought today would enter heaven by keeping the very letter of the law and uh, Jesus Christ come to fulfill the law. Now, there are aspects of the law that we still uh, are applicable to today. For example, the Ten Commandments. Um, that was a very much applicable day, even though we we don't uh, uh, still sacrifice animals and and abstain from shellfish, some of these different things that uh, the Old Testament law has commanded. Because again, Christ came to fulfill the law. He atones for our sins, and because of His uh, blood sacrifice, that dead atoned for our sins for for all of eternity. And no longer do we are we bound by the temporal sacrificial of animals, that blood atonement we are now fulfilled. But so uh, so they thought by keeping the letter of the law, they were going to gain entrance in heaven. And uh, they had a head knowledge, but they didn't have a heart understanding of what Jesus Christ, who he was and what he was doing and what he was accomplishing. And it's sad to see that we have a lot of people out there who have a head knowledge, but they don't have the heart. They have not given their hearts to Jesus Christ. And, and you can uh, under, apply this today to those who are legalistic in the sense that uh, people think you have to be baptized, which is a works-based faith. Yes, we are encouraged to be baptized when we're saved because by Christ's own example and by the great commission to go forth and baptize all nations, and we have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that we, by his example, we are showing an outward sign of an inward change, a, a symbolic representation of the washing away of sins and rising up of the newness in Christ. But that is not what saves you. Professing in your sins, accepting Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, is what will gain you entrance into heaven. You can get baptized to you grow web between your toes, but you will not, that is not what will get you into heaven. You people actually think you have to have your hair cut short. You, women have to wear dresses, and uh, men have to wear uh, shirts with color. All these legalistic, stupid things. You know, there, I was talking about this the other day, just how uh, so many people come to our church where churches have turned them away because, just because of the way they look. It's insanity. I just cannot understand and believe that. You know. Uh, it, God looks on the heart. He'll look on the outward appearance. Just like I was bashed this past Sunday alone because I was up there preaching in a t shirt and had a shirt uh, that was uh, a, a, a flatter shirt over top of that. It wasn't buttoned tucked in. This guy was slamming me big time. It's just, it, it's crazy, people. You know, God has made it clear that our salvation is a free gift of God. We cannot earn it. We cannot merit it. We cannot buy it. We cannot earn it in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It is a free gift. And it's sad that man has put... On regulations and added things to it uh, to think that that's how you get and uh, retain your salvation. People out there with the arminian view that you can lose your salvation. It's just it's insane. Uh, you know, once you have made that profession of faith, once you have said to Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and it's not going to be erased. However, all right, let's make it something clear. There are those who can make a lip service saying that they've given their life to Christ. And again, that's between them and God. But if they're not bearing any fruit, not showing any real heart change, that has to be questioned if they were truly saved or they were just in there just trying to get their ticket punched uh, so that they can go back out living in the world like they were before. Because once you've given your life to Christ, you want to change. You don't want to be that old person you were before. You don't want to go back out to the world doing the things you were doing before. You want more of Jesus Christ. And again, going back to church attendance because you need to be there so that you can have uh, so that you can uh, work harder on your growth as a Christian so many people have become spiritually stagnant and uh, and, and are no longer growing they, they've given their life to Christ but then that's it they, they, they have stuck it'd be like uh, they're almost you know when you become a Christian you're a baby Christian uh, you're still learning the things of God there's so many people whose growth has stopped because they're no longer seeking things after Christ and you know I know it's tough it's hard to come to a church sometimes and sit through uh, what you would consider a legacy Lecture, but it's not don't look at it as, as a type of school setting uh, and listening to a professor speak we're learning and applying what we are, are hearing from God's word to our lives. This is beyond some temporal understanding of history or science or math. We are uh, trying to understand the things of Jesus Christ, God's word, so that we can have further spiritual growth, so that we can have that fire, that excitement about Jesus Christ so that we don't become complacent, we don't become apathetic. And that's the job of a pastor to bring conviction, to understand repentance, to understand the need of a savior. And that's the sad state of affairs. We have so many pastors out there who have watered down the gospel because of sca- of their fear of offending and they don't want to to lose a fanny in a pew. And the fact of the matter is as Christians and as pastors we have to preach the whole word of God no matter who it may offend because you cannot appease and please the social justice warriors out there. It will get you nowhere. There will be no amount of whatever they want is going to ever please them. As you see in the the news, they constantly want more and more and more. The cross itself has always been offensive. So that's why we must stand true on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and truly Preach God's word as is intended, as we can understand from the to that applies to the original audience and how we apply it today. The scripture is not open to interpretation. There is only one way to interpret it. That's what's called a proper hermeneutics, and uh, so that we can uh, uh, have what is exegesis, what God's word means, and not and avoid what is eisegesis, trying to put into the scripture what you want it to mean. Which you see that from Rick Warren and some of these uh, T.D. Jakes, these people, they uh, they uh, uh, will try to infer into scripture what they wanted to say instead of understanding it, what it means and how to properly apply it. So here's the thing. Come to me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The the, uh, the burdens of the world can, just like in Piggle's Progress, for those who may not have read it, uh, it was a story by um, John Bunyan. And um, and he was uh, talking about how the man was, was literally humped over by the burdens of the world, burdens of his problems, burdens of the past. But then once he got to the cross, Jesus Christ removed those burdens, and he could stand up straight again. So many people are emotionally, mentally, and spiritually humped over because of the burdens of the world, burdens of maybe how you were treated as a child, burdens of maybe how you've been treated by an ex-spouse, or however it may be, financial, whatever it may be, you, you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, and it can be overwhelming. It could be more than you can handle. That's why I think uh, when I was, the uh, uh, study uh, I mentioned said that 40 million people deal with anxiety and depression, 20% of our nation deal with anxiety and depression, and um, you know I'm not an advocate for antidepressants. There are moments and times maybe perhaps someone needs that, but it's not to be a permanent fix because we need to understand that we have to trust in God. And if you're on antidepressants, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. If that's something you think you need, you've prayed about, then, then by all means do that. Uh, but realize a lot of people are prescribed these things when all they need to do is give it to God. Give it to God and let it go. Come to me, all your labor. He wants that. He wants to take your burdens. He wants you to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. To be anxious for nothing, and and, that, and so give it all to God. And uh, what a wonderful thing to know, that when we are in trouble, when we are upset, God is there. For those who are not saved, they have a hope to know that Jesus Christ will save them and take them just as they are, and he will take care of those burdens. Don't be bogged down by legalistic ideas. Don't be bogged down by the things of the world give that to Jesus Christ and understand and receive that free gift of God and understand that freedom that Christ can give you. And uh, so I hope this passage found you well today. Highlight it, underline it, go back and read it. When you start feeling discouraged, read that. Come to me, all ye that are laden heavy burden. I will give you rest. Jesus will give you that rest. Good morning, Mrs. Sype. and so be uh, sure and uh, highlight this, read it, understand it, and memorize it and apply it. And this is our weapon. This is our sword. It's how we fight back when the old devil's attacking. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for another opportunity to, for us to uh, glean from your word, uh, to be able to worship and to study. Lord, help us to give all of our problems to you, to help us to understand that we are in control of nothing, and you're in control of all things. Lord, remove our burdens, our doubts, our fears, our worries. Lord, give us a peace that can only come from you. Give us a strength that can only come from you. Help us to endure, to persevere. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer, dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our teachers. Be with our children, our parents, bus drivers. Let me get to school and back safely. Problems or complications, Lord. Uh, Lord, pray that you be with our troops. Uh, So many boys and girls, men and women are overseas right now. And uh, Lord, give them peace. Give them strength. Give them safety. Give comfort to the families uh, that are missing and worried about uh, their loved ones. Uh, fighting to keep us safe. Lord, today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. And Lord, please let our law enforcement know that they are needed, loved, and appreciated. And we are very thankful and grateful for their sacrifice of having to spend so much time away from their families in order to keep us safe, Lord. And uh, Lord, let them never be uh, neglected, let them always be appreciated. And Lord, be with our president, give him wisdom, knowledge, discernment, to let him make the right decisions for our country. Give him protection with him and his family. Be with this nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, appreciate you all watching. And as always, if you would like to share these devotions, have friends and family who might like to watch them, they can always find me at Doctor Young 77 If they don't do uh, social media, they can find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young, and uh, they can subscribe there and watch the videos. Or if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, I upload all these devotions on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, it'll cost you a thing, as well as our sermons from the church. So as you're in the car, working, cleaning house, whatever it may be, uh, you. listen to those and hopefully that will minister to you and uh as you listen so hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching